The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast. Uh, we have the normal crew over here. LJ, Pops, Uncle Tony. What's going on, what guys? Up? What up? A champion has been crowned in what is the best tournament in all of sports. We're talking about March Madness, NCAA tournament. Kansas has won. And um, did someone on the the podcast maybe maybe win as well. I see some dancing by there's, somebody. There's a chance that the bone hammers are back in the driver's seat in the, the JPP. Bone hammers are back. Bracket. Didn't she like get uh, to change her logo the first year of the tournament or something like that? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> yeah, there was some sort of we had a wager or something. I don't yeah. remember what we did, but there was a, yeah. a a little while while we had bone hammers as our logo. <laughs> we did. Is that because yeah. he won this? Is that because Tony won the bracket? Yeah. Was it because you won the bracket? I knew it was something to do with the tournament, something. but I couldn't remember what, what exactly it was. I think it's because I won the bracket. You know, it, that actually that might have been sense, the first time Uncle Tony ended up on the show because I think that might have been the the part of the wager was you get to come on the show. And mm. look where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good Lord. We messed up a long time ago. Well, we should have yeah, changed those, <laughs> those bets. <laughs> Speaking of I'm messing up. Gambling, no good, no good. <laughs> I have a huge, huge issue with the championship game, and I'm not alone, and we need to discuss it. But first, real quick, let's get a word from our sponsor. Over the last few months, I've been uh, scouring the internet looking for community. And I actually made a couple of friends way, way out yonder. He turned me on to this uh, new kind of sports casting, community sharing application on your telephone called ColorCast. ColorCast is a place where you can sit down and stream stats of the game as you listen to your favorite broadcasters tell you all about it. Why don't you go on over there and give it a look. Brand new application. We'll be looking out for you here. Um, Uncle Tony, uh, mm. no championship game should ever start past eight o'clock Central Time. Care to care to discuss? Yeah, comment <laughs> <laughs> now, Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you, you know, I, for I the, say this, the, this game, the game on Monday night started at eight twenty Central, 820. so that's nine twenty on the East Coast. That's tough if that game goes to overtime, like LJ was talking before we started recording. That, oh. That's that's tough on a school night, nonetheless. <laughs> well, yeah. School night, yeah, but it's springtime. Yeah, and uh, but here's you guys may not remember, but you know Monday night football used to start at eight oh five Central Time. I don't because you got the one show in, and then it went it went to Monday night football, and um, and so it would go till eleven Central Time, which was twelve. Uh, East Coast, and um, it's that switched uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, maybe when ESPN took over. Or, uh, but it used to always Should be I eight, to try and, to convince Pops and, just to let me stay up when it was started at the earlier time. I don't the know reason it eight o'clock starts. The reason for that was it was prime time. The eight o'clock slot was prime time, and uh, not seven, but eight. And so they would they would always shoot to have it start at eight o'clock so they have the prime time audience. Uh, but now, last night, if this would have been on CBS, I would have said that's what they were looking for. They'd have had more primetime audience, but they were on TBS, TNT, True, I, you know, the Pink Network. I don't know, but they were all over the place <laughs> other than CBS. And 
So I don't know if they were still shooting for that primetime audience or not, but that's that's the way it used to be is is that major sports event would start at eight because of the primetime audience. Well, Tony, Pops, I, you looked like I, you, I was about I to say you looked like I mean, you, you're saying eight o'clock is prime time. I mean, that is in Central Time. That is to me and you, but in the East Coast, I mean, it's nine, still prime time. Yeah, that's what they call that time. So that's what time trends came so on. So you're right? saying noon it's, starts, it's it's nine on the East 11. Coast, eight in the Central. What is yeah. it? Uh, seven in the mountains and yeah. six. In no, yeah, no, LA. East Coast it resets to eight. They start their they start their programming at eight, um, so that nine is prime time on East and West Coast. At least that's the way it used to be. Because mm-hmm. remember, I do it was, know they're, it's they're news at eleven. News starts at eleven. Yeah, news is at eleven. Right on that. Yeah. Well, the only thing I want to say to that is Central Time. I, I would not <laughs> want to live for live events on the East Coast. East Coast time would be difficult for me. I mean, seeing the late news at 11 instead of 10, I, you oh, know. So, okay. I almost didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. We might have a bougie problem. <laughs> that bougie problem, growing. man. I'll, I'll digress a little bit, but you know why they used to call it a nine to five job? Because you didn't go in until nine. What, how many people here other than LJ start at nine o'clock? <laughs> I don't start at nine either. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Or, or nine or after. Uh, so, Liff, you're in at seven or eight o'clock, right? Oh yeah, I'm usually yeah. working by seven thirty at the, the latest. Coast, if you're a if you're on uh, if you're on East Coast, you're a nine to fiver, and it was nine because eleven was when you saw the news and went to bed at midnight after watching Johnny Carson. Well, but I mean, LJ. So, oh, go ahead, pops. Go well, ahead. interesting that he would mention that. You know, the reason I I'm, I really start even closer to seven than eight is because I work for a company that's headquartered on the East Coast, and they're up in Adam. Yeah. And they're starting, so I try to start at about the same time they do. Now they'll start at six thirty my time, you know. But oh, still, um, I, it. If I wonder if the IT, IT could tell us what time the um, stock exchange opens, does it start at nine Eastern or eight Eastern? I think it starts at nine. I think it's nine Eastern, and that's the deal. That's the nine thirty a.m. Eastern. Nine thirty a.m. Okay. So, but LJ, I guess the only, if if they were to start it any earlier. I might be like, what are they doing over in California? Yeah. They're not even off work yet. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, you're- Like you're, you, If you live in, yeah. in L.A., you're not even getting home till you know, 7.30 because of the damn traffic. Yeah. So they're already missing half the game, yeah. uh, even if you started at 8 o'clock our time. So, so Central's really the sweet spot. Oh, I think yeah. Central well, is the sweet spot. pretty all right, too, I think. Mountain's not bad. Yeah. Central well, is the sweet spot. I know everybody came to this podcast to hear us talk about time. <laughs> well, since we're on it, by the way, uh, uh, we're abolishing daylight savings. Have we been talking about that ever? Well, we ha- well, we talked about it. Yeah, the time out, we're ago, not abolishing daylight savings. We're we're going to daylight, daylight savings. Yeah, it's the same on. thing. It's just we're picking a uh, yeah yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess you're right. We're picking a time and sticking to it. But now that's not set but in it's still stone, pass is it? Through the Senate. Yeah, yeah that's it's not yeah, done right. Okay. Right. Right. I mean, they also what? they're also decriminalizing marijuana, but that ain't getting through the Senate. So we'll 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 see what happens. Fucking well, right. um, <laughs> you know the hey Amish don't care. Amish don't care what time it is. It's sun's up and sun's down. That's where you need to be, right? That That's the sweet spot. Hell yeah. That's how I live. <laughs> Except sun, for the so sun up, sun down thing. It's just I get tired to wake up. That's that's how I live. <laughs> Pops, let, let, let's go. Let's, let's, let's talk some basketball. Let's get to this. Oh, well, help. Okay. Sure. Do we want to? So just to, to update people, because I know they were all they were all worried about it. Um I did not really get to watch uh, the Final Four on Saturday, right? But I have I've caught up on uh, the highlights. Pops, I think you got to catch the second the game, Duke, the Duke Carolina game. I did get to see it. Mm-hmm. So, what what's, what was your thoughts on the game? I mean, I saw it looked like a good game from the highlights, but was it a, was it a good good game? Uh, yes, boy, I'm trying to remember it. I've got last night's game, you know, or the championship game, so in my mind now. Um, Should I, we go championship and then go back? Should we do? Uh, I mean, I'll, 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 try, I'll try to remember. I know I was impressed with Caleb Love uh, in that uh, yeah. in that semifinal game. He was amazing uh, and on fire. R.J. Davis, um, uh, Baycott. I mean, I was very impressed with with Carolina and and they, you know, they were the better team. They were the better team than Duke was. Uh, Baycott, eleven points, twenty-one boards. I mean, that's a monster on the boards. Yeah, I, I thought I thought they played really well. I mean, not to say I mean they, it was a very good good game. It was fun to watch. And I, and I must say, I mean, I, I like Duke fine and all, but I, I don't know when when 
when Krzyzewski keeps saying it's not about him, but when he announces his retirement before the season, it's a little <laughs> about him when you do that, right? So to, to see Carolina, who who I know I have obviously a very good friend that bleeds uh, Carolina blue, and I, I don't think there could be a sweeter time to be a Carolina fan than to have beat Krzyzewski at the you know yeah. at his I home mean, I, game. From and what then I've in the kind of gathered or, from Carolina fans, Sure, they're upset they lost, but to know the that season they beat was still great. K, yeah. To beat K in this final game in Cameron, not only beat him, but beat him soundly and then beat him in the final four to send him home in his final season. I think they're like, you know what? It stinks that we lost, but that's pretty well, and then freaking sweet. I was I was reading some comments. Uh NC fans were definitely uh saying that if you would have told them that they'd have been in the final four, not even the natty, um, a month ago, they would have thought you were picking on them. So well, that's what's kind of crazy watching this team, Uncle Tony. Like, they they weren't watching them now in the championship. If you didn't look at records and didn't look at seeds, they look like a championship. Like, they have good guard play. Baycott is really good down low. Manix is a very solid player. I mean, it's not surprising to see them, but this was – they really <laughs> stepped up from just a month and a half ago. Yeah. Less. They, yeah, they turned a corner and gave the game over to their guards. I think that's what happened. Uh you know, R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, probably the two best guards in the tournament. And I've always listened to Dr. Liff when he says you, when you go into uh, March Madness, you look for those guard that guard play. And I don't know that you could argue that they didn't have the best guard play in the tournament. Even with Villanova's guards, I, I think they still had the best guard play in the tournament. Most physical guards by far weren't the biggest, but definitely the most physical. That was the difference in the Carolina-Duke game is all of a sudden Duke could not keep up with the speed of the Carolina guards. And they were just getting to the lane and getting to the lane. And I think Davis, I was looking at stats, Davis had eight or nine rebounds. So your so your point guard had nine rebounds. That's amazing for that to happen. And 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 that's where they were. Uh they were just they just they were more physical than Duke. Wow. And so that's RJ yeah. Davis had seven in the final four game within twelve in the championship game on Monday night. That that's really working on the boards for your point guard. They they live in that lane. They're really good at it. I, you saying that, Tony, reminded me, RJ Davis, what a mid range jumper he's got. I mean, he gets in there, he gets a little, you know, he, he gets past the first guy and he pulls up and he's gonna nail that fifteen footer. It, yeah. I, I mean, will say watching R.J. Davis, like I think Caleb Love is kind of the big shot maker. Like He's going to mm. shoot – and he kind of will shoot too many threes. He'll get a little trigger happy at times, but he will get hot and like win your game. R.J. Davis, I really was impressed with him throughout this tournament because, Pops, I, I agree with you. He'd get in the lane too and make some stuff happen, but that mid-range game was really good. And it seemed like he wasn't always looking – like Love, it feels like he's looking for his shot, where yeah. R.J. Davis is just – controlling the offense and does a really good job of controlling the offense. All I think RJ Davis has a career. I mean, he's not a real tall guy. I think he's six foot even, you know, for NBA. He's yeah. not, not real tall, but I do think he, he's going to get some NBA money. I, I believe that he is fast yeah, to the basket. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, what was some, so it, it was interesting watching the championship game to me where like, let's see, it was, Six minutes in the first half, and UNC goes on an eighteen to three run. And at that point, you're going, "Wow, they ended the half like that." I really, it's going to be hard for Kansas to overcome this. And that was after Kansas started the game really hot. And then the first eight minutes of the second half was like a to- I don't know what Bill Self told him in the locker room, but the whole the second half they start with that like big alley oop dunk, and they go on a thirty one to ten run for the first ten minutes of the second half, just totally flipped the game over. And it felt like to me. North Carolina and and part of maybe this is why they weren't as good in the regular season. They only go about five or six deep, and they looked like they ran out of gas in the second mm-hmm. half. I just yeah. thought they were they were ga- like Baycott, and it might be something to do with. I I give him a lot of credit for toughing out that ankle injury because he looked like he could barely walk before the game started, and he played well the whole first half, and then the second half he just wasn't the same guy anymore. Well, you could tell he just who was, was the Carolina guy that got sick on the court? I think from from almost tough, over exhaustion. Tough, yeah. uh, so what was I, I wasn't able to be listening, but I saw when he was on the ground, like looked like he was almost coughing, maybe even throwing up. Or something. It was a weird. Well, it looked weird like thing. it looked like he was coughing, and then he spit um, or spit up. Uh, it didn't look like like vomit, vomit or anything. But uh, but yeah, they were saying on the thing that sure. it was like uh, it was you know the kind of thing you expect after the conditioning practices in the first of the season. 
And I think yeah. that goes to what you were saying, Kevin, about how deep they play that bench. He doesn't get that playing time ever. So mm, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Puff was playing because uh, the key was because Leaky Black had four fouls. I'll get to that in a yeah. minute. But I thought it was interesting. Tracy Wolfson, right? Mm-hmm. Tracy yeah. Wolfson. She, they, what does Hubert, what does Hubert say to Tracy Wilson in that? In get him play. <laughs> he was pumped. We got a game. Go, go, go. We're playing. It's live action, Tracy. Oh, it's live action, that Tracy. Yeah, that's her new. That's her. That's the new phrase. It's live action, Tracy. There's got to be some memes of that going out there. It's live action. Thanks, Kevin. It's live action, Tracy. Uh, but uh, she reported uh, as Puff was over there trying to catch his breath, and they they said this pretty. Uh, I thought this was a professional way to say it. Uh, he took a blow to the midsection and was catching his breath. Now, I, I think that's a polite way of saying he got a shot to the nuts and he was about to chunk it. And as you watched him come down, he was kind of tiptoeing a little bit. And you really kind of worried because he was grabbing like his chest and stuff. You're like, oh, I know. No. I thought you he know. had a heart issue yeah, or something. But he, I think, you know. Somebody uh they knocked his nuts up into his chest. Yeah. I think somebody tried to turn him into a eunuch and he was not having any of it. And that's really what it looked like to me is he took a really bad shot because he had that kind of man, I what is it? I've never felt like this before. <laughs> and so but uh, LJ's right too, it was exhaustion as well, because he's never played that much ever. And boy, did he make the most of it! It's awesome. He did a great job. Mm, he, he had a good he played game. Well, yeah. yeah. And you like saying "puff" <laughs> with a three. You know, there was some. Awesome. There was some really good names on the in this championship between yeah. Leaky Black, Puff and Leaky, uh, and Puff Johnson, Remy Martin on the other side Remy, for Kansas. Yeah. Oh, which was it? Billy Packer that said, "Was it Billy?" That's Raftery. It was Raftery. Raftery that said. I gotta give me a little Remy Martin out of this. It's <laughs> yeah. Remy Martin. Yeah, then he had another one where he like Remy hits a three and he was just on a roll with the, with the Remy quotes. And like towards the end, he goes, Remy always goes down smooth this late at night. Yeah, he's <laughs> never too late for some Remy, I heard at one yeah. point. Yeah, never too late <laughs> he, for some he Remy. He loved the Remy jokes for Remy Martin. And and Remy yeah. played he's one of those guys, he sometimes will get a little trigger happy, and I don't mm. always love the way that shot looks, but it was going in towards the end. He yeah. took a couple of big threes that were right yeah. when North Carolina was kind of making a little run to get back in control. Oh, yeah. They would get another big three. It felt like Kansas always did it. And I didn't really think – what's his name? Is it Agbaji? Is that uh, Agbaji, Kansas guy? Agbaji yeah. Biamila? Agbaji? He, uh, Akam, Ak- Akalama Lakeham? What's his he name? He won Agbaji. It's I forget Abaji. the first name, but it's Ochi. Ochi, Ochi, I think. I think that's right. He got most outstanding player for the Final Four, and I really thought McCormick should have got – if you're going for just the Final Four and championship, McCormick was a ball player, and he was – Well, you could tell Baycott couldn't handle him. I got one one, uh, potential other MOP, I guess uh, they don't call it MVP, but I thought uh, Christian Brown. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was a point in the second half where he scored like – eight straight points or eight of 10 or something like that and really kept him in the game. But I thought it was McCormick or, or Brown. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brown that, that like hardly been. even made an impact in the first half. So uh, you're, you're but, right. but in the second yeah. half, he was on fire for sure. Yeah. And McCormick played what? 28 minutes, something like that. 26 minutes. 29. He didn't Same play that much. Brown so. played the entire game. God. And yeah. he looked like a beast in the very first yeah. part of the game. And then he pulled him yeah. out. And I told you, I remember we were texting. Did he, did he have just, he just had the one foul. Didn't he? Why? He yeah. had four fouls in the game. He had so two. he must've gotten fouled. He had two, he had two, two for the game. He ended up with four, but it might've been towards the end. I don't know when he got him. I'm just seeing. Had, but they said no, he had one time in the first half. Yeah, he said him a while, and that's when Carolina made their run. Mm-hmm. When uh, McCormick and Lightfoot, Lightfoot got his third. Yeah, and um, set him down. And when McCormick and Lightfoot were both out of the game, uh, that's when Carolina made started making their big run, and uh, it was live action. Uh, <laughs> and um, action. because Davis, Davis, and Love, uh, <clears throat> and Baycott had free reign of the of the of the uh, lane and. Nobody was there to stop them, and so that's when they made their run. Conversely, and this is where I think the key of the game were three keys to the Carolina in the second half. The first, Leaky Black got his fourth foul. When Leaky Black got his fourth foul, there was no one that could guard Brown, and that's when Brown took off because Leaky got his fourth foul pretty quick, and that's Leaky was that power forward, kind of like Audis Tony for the Razorbacks. If Once he gets in foul trouble, your best player is going to score, and, and that's what started happening. And uh, 
So that ha- and then Caleb Love, um, even Carolina righted the ship and started to get a little bit of momentum back. Caleb Love twisted his ankle. And when Love twisted his ankle, it took him five, six minutes to get back to where he could drive again. And by then, you know, they were they were behind. And then the final was that last twisted ankle on Baycott. That's just you hate when those when a game so, decide gets decided like not that it the not that it would have been any different, um, because Carolina had a chance to to tie the game. But you know he was going up, and there was going to well, be they a might foul. Not have been so desperate with those threes, right? If he had, yeah, right, that play hurt. ended yeah. up not only having Baycott come out, but as a turnover too. So yeah, he was, yeah, he was going up for he was going to get free throws, or it was a three point play, one or the other. Um, the way he's going, and just that's just a shame for something like that to happen. Surely, I've seen the four have, stuff, right? So that's what I was about to ask, LJ. Uh-huh. Have y'all seen the slowdown version? If you there's slowdown versions that were all over the internet today, where, um. As he's going to kind of stop, it looks like the court on the Superdome isn't secure and it kind of moves a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it is a court where they – it's a football field, so they're putting in the court. Really? And and, and, and he already had a bad ankle, so may, I don't know. But it does look – it, it looks I'm odd. I'm pretty sure motion. it does. And you'll also notice that that's about where that, that other twisted ankle you mentioned happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the last play of the game, you saw a no-contact uh, manic – just kind of trips and has trouble recovering yeah. right around the same on the, spot on the, where they're really? drawing up the, the final play. And it was in that same area of the court. Yeah. And I, it, it, I'm not saying if Baycott's not hurt or if Baycott stays in, they win the game, but that's it's pretty big. They deal. might and to have multiple injuries in the same area of the court. Yeah. yeah. If that's not a turnover, I, I think Carolina would have at least had a better chance to win the game. So I'll just leave it like that. Uh, K- Kansas. I, last thing I said, I loved the game because you had Carolina's big run and then Kansas's big run and right, everybody's freaking out. And then it just comes down to the last play of the game. And even then, you know, Kansas steps out of bounds. I cannot believe run. what a dumb <laughs> yes. day. I know. Well, and I, 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 it wasn't me, but I saw people on Twitter very upset because the line of the game was Kansas minus four. <laughs> so if they get fouled and go make a free throw or two, they cover – Yep. And they obviously didn't, and they went by three. So that, that's a tough, tough beat for anybody who's Kansas minus four there. Wow. Never play the spread in college basketball. Never. That, Uncle Tony <laughs> told y'all before the tournament started. Don't do it. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's just too much. Yeah, it's too much. Don't wrong. do it. Yeah. Great I, game. So y'all, y'all mentioned game. some – well, yeah, I, just looking at uh, – I'm looking at the players. I love so many players in that yeah. game. Like, they're just a lot of guys that are – I don't know where what Manning's going to do in the pros, but – he he had a, he had four blocks in this game. He gets some big rebounds. He had the terrible pass that went out of bounds, but yeah. it was because he was really trying to hustle at the end and get a rebound and kick it back out for three. But it's it, go you can go one through five and even Puff Johnson on on the six for North Carolina. I wouldn't have any of those guys on my roster. And then Kansas the same way. McCormick mm. we've already talked about him. Braun was great, and then Nabaji obviously, and then the other guys know their role too. They really lock up defensively. Yeah. I, it's just very like two well-rounded rosters. Obviously, not deep yeah. enough on North Carolina side, but it's it was clear to see why Kansas got to where they are because they they were they were a very talented team, top to bottom. And self, I thought did a really good job coaching. I thought in that second half they did a really good job of figuring out best ways to attack. And part of that was getting Braun back in the in the action, as Pops was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was fun back and forth. It really, there's, it wasn't, there's been a couple, like the Villanova, um, Kansas game in the semifinals. I think Charles Barkley said it. Kansas looked like they were playing a, a bunch of little munchkins. I think it's the way he said it. And, uh, um, it kind of looked at that. I wish that game would have been a little bit better, but, um, but they just dominated. And it was, we, we had talked about with the injury, it was going to be hard for Nova to keep mm-hmm. up. But, uh, but that game last night, I thought lived up to a, a championship game. Well, and two, uh, Manic, for that elbow he threw earlier in the tournament, he got he karma payback. Back. He got <laughs> another one. I think it was two. He got two. I'm telling you, he suffered at least one, if maybe two. Yes. I think the first one knocked him cold. I really well, think so, yes. There's actually well, a little bit of controversy that uh, that UNC didn't uh, follow concussion protocol super well yeah. after that. First I'm pretty one. sure he was concussed. Yeah. He, they I, even, the he announcers concussed. even said, they're like, I don't know if Manic's with us right now. Yeah. Like, I don't think he is either. Cindy was uh, asking me, well, why is why, – what's wrong? Why is it not – his eye? look at his eyes. His eyes are watering. You get a – 
you get somebody, and I, you know, Lifford used to get this in that under fourteen leg. You know, you you get you get popped right across the br- uh, the bridge of your nose. Your eyes just water. I mean, you can't see anything for a little bit. I mean, you're just like, oh my gosh. You, it's um and so he had that look. <laughs> well, and he did keep like for the rest of the game messing with his nose. Like he got he got hit. He got no clobbered. Doubt. And and then he again, not the second wasn't again. as bad as the first, but he did get hit pretty hard again. I think both by yeah, McCormick. Pops, that's, a, that's a good callback going back to the, the Baylor game. Like that one elbow, <laughs> the controversial elbow Manny yes. threw. He did pay for it on Monday night. <laughs> it always comes yeah. back. It's always gonna come back. Um, I don't know, and we kind of discussed this because we were uh, a couple weeks ago or last week when we were talking about, uh, but we were more just talking about the charge block in general. But the the one the issue that I kind of have with college basketball at times is with there being five fouls, and you you get guys who miss significant portions of the game because coaches are so worried about they're getting their third. And I I don't know what the change is. I don't know if you can add a sixth foul or do something. I almost like wouldn't hate. Here's a, a Kevin Dumb rule change for you. We add a sixth foul, and or every foul after five is like a technical foul, so they get the ball and two free throws. I just hate when we're missing McCormick when he only plays 28 minutes. It's because yeah. we're kind of worried about his yeah. fouls, and you see it in a ton of. I mean, Gonzaga it helped us out uh, as Arkansas fans, but Gonzaga would say the same thing about I don't, I don't, uh, what's his name, big guy Chet Holmgren. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Pops, would you even entertain the idea of adding a, adding some sort of thing where we don't miss it, or is that just part of the game? Well, my gut feeling is it's part of the game. I really like what you're saying, though, because I, I always have hated that. You know, a really good player has to sit out considerable uh, amount of time in the first half. But everything, all the record, everything is based on five fouls. I don't know how you, you can change it now. Um, yeah. Has pros always been six, or did they go from five to six at some point, I wonder? It looks like Maybe IT's IT thinking, yeah, that <laughs> that's a question we don't know the answer to. Um but but you know, I guess it'd be easier to do in the pros too. It, I think I'm really torn, Kevin. Wouldn't you, you say know? that that's one of the reasons we get such great Cinderella stories? Like taking that away, I mean, like mm-hmm. having the best players in all the True. time might mean that the best teams just always win, and it's uh, it's four yeah. one seeds playing yeah. each other in the final four every year. Maybe a two seed sneaks in. Yeah. Also, and this this is just it's always fun to go 2020 or you know hindsight's 2020, and we can blame coaches, but. I think sometimes coaches can be too scared. As soon as a guy gets two fouls, they take him out for long portions of the game, and then by the time they come back, they're totally out of the the mix, and they have no they have no like they just have no, they've lost it. What Tony, yeah. you you had something to add to something? You this. know, you said that, and I I was wondering, I wonder what would happen if you did three fouls per half, and after your third foul in the first half, you were disqualified for the first half. Third foul in the second half, you're disqualified for the second half. I wonder. <clears throat> I think that would be an interesting way to go. Well, yeah, so, I don't so you're saying in that world too. If I get zero fouls in the first half, it's still three in the second half, no matter what. Still three in the second. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Still by three that. in the second. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yep. You don't get. To I just, I just here. hate, and I think, I think all. I don't. I don't it's it's going to be hard pressing to find someone who disagrees. It. It does suck when you have a star player missing tons of time because they got. And sometimes it and there's ticky tack fouls. It's a charger block where it, it yeah. legit could have gone either way, but now a guy's missing for ten minutes of the game well, because it, that one McCormick's was it his third or second foul where he's coming behind the guy shooting the three and he just yeah, puts his arm out and yeah. hits him on the hand. I mean, just. Yeah. just Sheer stupidity foul. That was – and I like McCormick, and I thought he played well, but that was a dumb foul. Really it's dumb. looking like Pop's IT is showing that in the 1947-48 campaign, the NBA went from five fouls to six fouls when fouling out, and the team size went from 12 to twin, also 12 to 10, and also the lane was changed from six feet to 12 feet wide because the dominance of big man George Mikan. So mm-hmm. um, there's, there's well, also there's another foul fun fact that IT got to me. Um, uh, <laughs> IT is grinding. Don, Don Otten holds the record for mer- most personal fouls in an NBA basketball game in 1949. So right after they moved up to six fouls, he ended up with eight personal fouls in one game because they have a rule that if there aren't enough players on the bench, then you don't actually <laughs> foul out. So... <laughs> So, dude, rocked eight fouls. Well, stay That's in. Really we cool. just got to have him stay Probably in. Probably an unbreakable record, if you ask me. So, I would say that wow. one's pretty good. So, could yeah. that still happen if everybody fouled out? Yeah, you in theory, yeah. You can't have less than oh, five wow. players on the court. So, wow. it would take some work in the modern NBA to make that happen. But, 
You know, I mean, yeah. between between with COVID, there was a few games this past season yeah, during true. this regular season where there yeah. was like six or seven guys in the roster. So, yeah. yeah. Well, North I Carolina like only went seven deep. I, I see they only played seven players in the seven championship players, game. Yeah. Well, and I only believe, played two minutes. So I was about yeah. to say one of them wasn't very many minutes. And yeah. then in the Duke game, they went eight deep. And besides yeah. Puff Johnson, they had McCoy and Styles go for a combined four. So they, yeah, they're pretty consistently going love and between Love, Black, and Davis. They it's two of minutes. those guys end up going forty usually in most mm-hmm. games. Well, I, can um, I can I just back on the fouls? I one thing, one of the best quotes of the night I heard was about that McCormick foul that he came from behind and did. And and I'm not going to name the person who said it, but <laughs> they said, well, that was a stupid foul. Yeah, he leaned into stupid. And I thought that was a great quote. <laughs> leaned into stupid. He leaned into stupid. And uh, uh, I don't know if you can tell by the laughter who, who might have had that quote, but I just thought that was just – Awesome. He leaned into stupid. He um, sure did. You love to see it. What are the odds? I mean, it's not about him. It's about the players, obviously. But what are the odds that we haven't seen the end of Coach K? I don't know. It just wouldn't totally shock me. If, I think it's got to be pretty low. Sudden, I don't think he's – nah. I, I think, think he's pretty low. Yeah, I, I think, think it's low. I think he's I think he's gone. I don't think I he's going to pull a patino and show up at Iowa. He's, he's got an office upstairs. I mean, he's still going to be around. Mm-hmm. So, it, yeah. It, but it's yeah. not about it's not about Mike. It's, it's not, not about, about him. Yeah. It's, it's not about. It is my Coach final K. year. This is the biggest game in college basketball history because of me. Mike. But it's not about. <laughs> it's about the kids. Uh, do we have any other um, just overall thoughts from either the Final Four championship tournament? Anything in particular? Well, I could give real quick some stats on how the floor might have made a big impact on the game. That that floor. Ooh, yeah, uh, please. So I think there is something to it. Now, obviously, we know conspiracy. Kevin's always ready to jump on a conspiracy, but there's some clips that are interesting. Well, as you'll note, too, um, when Kansas was playing on that side of the court, they ended up the half with a 15 point deficit. And then when North Carolina ends up on that side of the court, they end up with an 18 point deficit. So that's that's pretty interesting. Hmm. Um, Also, when they were shooting on the good side of the paint. Um, UNC uh, was 63% from the field and 40% from the bad side of the paint. Similarly, when Kansas was on that side, they were 64% from the good side of the paint and uh, 31% from the bad side of the paint. So I think the floor might have had a pretty big impact on how these guys mm. played their game. Interesting. Interesting. I mean, I'm not saying that's a that's not 100% true, but it sure is some, some damning evidence. And I'd say it, you know, part of it is it doesn't, it like, it doesn't affect the outcome of the game. Both teams had to play on the bad side of the floor. I'd rather be well rested, play the first half on the bad side of the floor if I have to choose. But, uh, um, but I think like, it's definitely something that the NBA or the, the NCAA should like feel some pressure for make sure it doesn't because there's, there was a basketball stadium down the road. Right. I mean, they didn't have to play yeah. in the Superdome and like also who's going to the Superdome to watch this game from the nosebleeds. Like you can't, there's no way you can see what's going on. Right. I did, it one I, did time. <laughs> I did it one time and you know what I did? I stayed in the Budweiser uh, suite and watched it on TV. <laughs> what was that bartender's name? Uh, gosh, if you said it, Tony, I probably was it know Charlie. It. Was it Charlie or Chuck or something? <laughs> it's his name. Big guy, six foot four. Anyway, uh, sorry, I digress. LJ, did you see the sign that uh, found a way at halftime? Did we, did we, all, did we all see that? Right? Uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Birds aren't real. Birds aren't, real. Birds aren't real. Sign behind Chuck and Kenny. I did see that. And, and so if you're if you're coming here for bird facts, I'll give you one. Do you want a bird fact real quick? <laughs> What well, I'm always ready for a bird. Fact. Okay, so most people's favorite flightless bird, the penguin, right, was uh was not a very studied animal because it lived out in Antarctica, and so the British uh, Science Museum sent a guy out to study him, and he started taking notes, and it turns out that they are so depraved and disgusting and just awful that he wrote a lot of his notes in Greek, so that way, if the public got a hold of his notes, they wouldn't be able to find out how terrible penguins are. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> That's true. This isn't a, a a game we're playing where we're trying to decide. You never know, line, do you? Right? <laughs> no, it's true. It's totally true. Uh, yeah, this is, look it up. Look it up. All of his notes are in Greek because he was afraid. He well, actually released one paper to the public and then 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 wrote one for like the people that work with like zoology, um, and that one circulated. You can actually read his old paper right now. It's pretty crazy. 
Well, help help me. I guess I'm dense. Is it just like a Jayhawk's not a real bird? Is that what they're saying, or what? No. Well, no, bird, birds are oh, birds no. are real. We're gonna go like birds. Period. So, but, yeah. there's th- actually this meme started in Arkansas. Did you know? Oh, that? Wait, wait. There's oh, right there. No. Wait, what? So, oh, um, no. so it really kicked <laughs> off with the pandemic. A lot of people were saying that the reason that we were all on lockdown was so that the government could change the batteries and all the pigeons because those are just drones to watch <laughs> us. Um, oh, and so this was apparently all started by some guy in Arkansas. Um, and so this has been, well, a- and there are videos of the birds malfunctioning where they all just fall from the sky. And it's just, I guess, yeah, uh, there's like an electric, I mean, screw up when I was in college in Arkansas, there were, there were birds just falling from the sky, like hundreds of birds one year. It was, yeah. Was it, it's was just it after, when you have a malfunction. Yeah. Was it were the birds falling after a loud noise like a bang? Well, I mean, Did you, probably. Did you hear yeah, a bang probably, and then the birds but, fell. Uh, then a dog ran out to pick it up and bring it back. <laughs> the theory actually was fireworks back when that well, was happening. The, 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 the duck hunting capital of the world is in Arkansas, so. <laughs> I mean, it rains I fish in Texarkana or something, right? So. I mean, it, that that is true. I saw that. That happened. <laughs> Anything that can happen. literally happen. Speed, well, we we're, we we've gotten thirty some odd minutes in, and we still haven't even mentioned maybe. Oh, what Tony? What were you about to say? You, well, you I was just going to get to the tournament was awesome. Yeah. I just thought this was. was one of the best tournaments. Agreed. Now, I, LJ made a great comment the other night that I think the first round of those uh, or the second round of those elite eight games, we had some matchups that really didn't live up. To, the Cinderellas finally fell out, but. Overall, I thought this was one of the best tournaments yeah. that we've had in a while. I really well, and I'm not really saying that because like I'm a bracket back. winner I'm, and a <laughs> cross title winner. I wonder why he likes this one, <laughs> but so I, I, I still think it was a really, a really good tournament. And it really felt like this was our first. This was our first tournament, not post COVID because COVID's still here. But it was last year. The tournament wasn't quite. It was still really fun. But there was there was not as big a crowds and all that. Whereas this year, it really yeah. felt like a, a back to normal normalcy a little bit. And yeah. it does feel kind of like almost karma that if you remember when the 2020 season ended abruptly, the number one team in the nation was Kansas, and Kansas was amazing in everyone's pick to win the championship with as of week that big center they had, and the season gets canceled, and then. It kind of comes full circle, and now they they get a win. So I don't know. It kind of felt like that sucks that they didn't never got their shot in twenty twenty. So then they got yeah. it back. And I forget who it was. Bill Self did something pretty cool for one of the captains that was on that team that was at the game, but not playing because he's graduated. I don't know. There was something really cool that they did. I can't yeah. remember who it was, but yeah, I like you know Bill Self's all right in my book. He might I have like a fail. He might I have like a two hey, but I, I think he's a good coach. There's a yeah. He may not be there next year, but he's he's a good coach right now. Hey, I need we're, y'all's we're, help with something. Um, we got to decide our pit snoggle award winner, and um, Ooh, we do. And and I'm going to tell you, I have a late candidate, and it's it's McCormick. <laughs> I, I thought McCormick, that was okay. I was watching the game, thinking McCormick could be a okay. candidate. McCormick, he, he he had a couple of sweet passes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was a beast underneath. He had a little nice little um, hook, a little baby hook. He had a nice yeah. hook. I mean, I, I plus tell a you, grad I mean, I don't student. Know that feels pretty pit snuggly to me. Honestly, is he a grad student? Yeah, he's a grad okay. student. He's like about to get his master's in journalism. My my only my only drawback for him being the pit snoggle is he's he's playing just a little more than half the game and pit snoggle plays the whole game <laughs> True. You know, or most of the whole game. Yeah, but he never and lost McCorm- the game in the tournament too. Never lost. Else, you That's know? True. Um, That's true. He also I heard from I heard from Brady Manick that he has a a, a tough elbow. It, 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 <laughs> it, can be, it can be hard. <laughs> Yeah, I. Um, that's my I only. I don't have a better. I, I, I didn't After have a better candidate. Really, final, I, I think he kind of. It was a dark Baycott wouldn't be a better candidate. McCormick, twenty-one rebounds in a semifinal game. Dude, and that that the is toughness to play through the ankle injury. Yeah. That is that is. I you know the, the only thing I would say. Shorts. <laughs> he wears those little shorts. <laughs> the tight shirts, shorts. He's yeah. Um, Baycott doesn't have a real good passing game, and I thought McCormick That's had a true. little bit better passing game. And and I like a Pitt Snoggle Award winner needs to be able to drop a dime, I think. But but I wouldn't be opposed to Baycott. I don't know that we had a clear cut winner this year. Would, so. yeah. and obviously, there's some homerness to this, but could you possibly say Jalen Williams could be a Pitt Snoggle Award candidate? He's a decent passing big man. He makes yeah. those uh, those the dirty chart like the, he does a lot of the little things. He had the little the, the little steal where somehow he stayed on his tippy toes before going out of bounds in that Gonzaga game yeah. where he saved it. 
If I mean, dimes, if we're talking dimes, I think he's a candidate. But I think that's also just my my homerness coming out, and, he, and a reason we can't give it to him because he should come back next year and try to get that Pitsnoggle Award. Yep. Yeah, and he's still going to have something to fight year. for, yeah. <laughs> right. I don't want Well, I mean, there has yeah. been a, a two-time winner. Uh, I was about you know, to say, we in, might need to so. uh, to get our listeners to bug the shit out of Cameron Crutwick until he weighs in and, and settles who's the... Until, yeah, he tells us who his <laughs> player, who his favorite was in this tournament. Well, we do I, have to decide. So, I mean, I'm I'm open for suggestions and in uh, a, a vote because I'm not... I don't have a clear-cut winner this year. You know, I'm looking back here and I'm thinking about yeah, what's it. Uncle Tony's research. I, you know, although he got used up by McCormick, I don't think you could say Jamie Dixon, but um, um, uh, golly, I'm. Well, you know, and there I, just wasn't a, a. There wasn't the guy like, in many years. There's someone who it's like, oh, this is this this could be the Pittsnoggle Award winner, and this year I did. I didn't have one that just stuck out to me. I mean, there was, we said he's probably too good, but uh, was it Travion Williams at Purdue? He was a candidate at one point. Yeah, he was a candidate. I didn't get to see his last game. And I will say, I'm I'm of the, you don't always have to give the Best Actor Academy Award every year if there's not a Best Actor. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, I mean, if we don't have a a clear-cut Pitsnoggle Award winner for the year 2022, we just may not. So, I'm okay with that. I think my vote goes to McCormick I, from what I saw. I was so, going to say my vote goes to I, Baycott. Okay. And mm. I and I talk I about the, the, the guy for I thought the center for TCU that took Arizona Lampkin to or whatever Lumpkin. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> if they would have won, if they would have won, if they and got to the next weekend to where we see him. For yeah. Two I, I think I think you might have a guy. If if it wasn't if if that is a is a requirement to to make it to that to the next round, then yeah, okay, I, I'm with you. But well, is it for pops, me? Do you think I mean it feels like it it kind of is, but I don't know if it's a hard. For me, how many help people what, what back did, for that? I think you have to have three three games. Did 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 yeah. Lumpkin have three games? He played two. two. Yeah. Two. I think you got okay. If he has to have three now, he could, didn't make it because you got to get to the second weekend. I yeah, because I thought, man, because Lampkin had twenty points, fourteen rebounds, eight and nine field goals. Uh, you know, four personal fouls, played thirty six minutes. I mean, ten off ten offensive rebounds. The dude was in that big old floppy hair going around. I I thought he man, he gave Arizona all they wanted. Uh, but but you, you you got a point. I if you're gonna go with somebody in the finals that made those three, I, I you know I think McCormick probably is. I just wish he would have played more. That's to me the only yeah, thing. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I think you could you could say. So pops, right now we're sitting at two McCormicks and a Baycott. Well, I mean, I said that McCormick to begin with. Right. So if I stay if I stay with my gut, it sounds like it's McCormick. I'm okay with that. So, I think he's yeah. he is a winner. So then year 2022. Pittsnoggle Award winner is. Let me make sure I have his first name before I get David McCormick. David McCormick. He David McCormick. He leans into stupid though. You got to be careful. (laughs) He did lean into stupid. I mean, sometimes a Pittsnoggle winner is going to do that. You know, that's that's uh, that's kind of part of it, right? (laughs) That's kind of part of it. All right, I'm writing it down, boys. I'm writing it down. It's in. Put it in stone. There it is. Done and Um, done. All right, so now. We need to. I need to get your guys' opinion on what is, I think, the biggest story in sports right now. And we'll do that right after this quick break. Hey, so first off, I'd like to apologize for Andrew not being here. But uh, I did want to let you guys know about something called Athletic Greens. You might have heard about this. Um, it's basically like if you remember having uh, Flintstone vitamins as a kid, and you know, they made you feel really strong, made you run faster. Um, you can do this now as an adult, but you know, you don't want those chalky cartoon character vitamins. Well, what I would suggest is athletic greens with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day. Right. Look, this special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health. You've got a gut. I know you've got a gut nervous system. I know you're probably nervous. I'm nervous. Immune system. You're not immune. Um, I am, uh, energy recovery, focus and aging. It will definitely help support aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a whole range of diets. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, which, you know, GMOs 
Uh, no chemicals. Well, I mean, it's technically chemicals because everything's chemicals when it comes down to it. Um, or artificial anything, which I don't really... It's like plants. They're saying it's made out of plants and stuff. Uh, plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I do have two little tournament fun facts real fast if you want to hear them. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, I y'all, y'all are probably already aware, but uh, uh, Roy Williams preceded both head of coaches in the national championship last night. So that's kind of dope. As far, yeah. as, as far as both, oh, 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 yeah. both okay, coaches yeah. in the game succeeded Roy Williams. I thought that was very. He almost right? may, he almost may have gotten more TV time than the other two coaches. <laughs> yeah. Cause they sure almost, did like yeah. cutting away to Roy Williams. Mom almost. even, mom texted me and was like, who's the guy in white hair? And before she even described more, I was like, Oh, I know who you're talking about. It was <laughs> definitely Roy Williams. It's the guy they showed way too often, mm-hmm. but for good reason, that is cool that he succeeded both coaches. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Al? Uh, so the, the champion of the NCAA tournament plays six games. Is that correct? I mean, yeah, they, could they won six. Yeah, well, they play, they right? no. The champion won six games. Yeah, the champion wins six games. They play and win six okay. games. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the men's and women's champions this year both had three teams that they both beat. They they had uh they both beat Miami, UNC, and Creighton, which is I think pretty wow. crazy for that to be half of the teams that yeah, they beat is. be the same teams. Yeah. And also kind of wild because Creighton in the women's was a ten seed that made it to the Elite Eight. UNC was an eight seed in the men's that made it to the national championship. Miami was a 10 seed that made it to the elite eight. So it's kind of like wild that they even got to play so many of the same teams. Um, so I think that's a pretty neat little stat. That is, yeah, that is a pretty fun fact. Look at there. IT putting a bow on, putting a bow on tournament coverage. <laughs> looky, looky. So I don't know if you guys have heard, but there's a tiger Lurking in the greens uh, in Augusta. Yeah. I hadn't heard. There he is. Okay. Tiger Woods says on Tuesday that as of right now, he is playing in the Masters. Okay. He's doing one more practice round on Wednesday to make sure he's all good. He says, he says his swing is just as good as it's ever been. The only possible issue is walking the course, but he thinks he's ready for it. And when asked, do you think you can win the Masters? Tiger said, I don't play in a tournament if I don't think I can win. I mean, could you so, imagine if he was like, no, actually, uh, <laughs> no, I don't really think I can win. I'm just here for shits and giggles. I just really kind of don't have anything to do that day. So, wow. Like but, him or not, him being in that tournament makes it more fun. It really Well, does. and the wreck was only, the wreck was last February. So not, that's not over long a year ago. ago. And that was a serious, Jeez. I mean, they were saying like, maybe not walk again. And now he's about to play in the match. Wait, that's, this that, February? It was this, this February? This past February. So a year, February, like a year months. ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, a little over a year ago. Yeah, no, not miraculously. Just the other day, actually. (laughs) It's like last month. That was last Saturday. (laughs) We can rebuild him. We have the technology. And I think that's this is where you were alluding to the the person, the people that are the happiest for this is one ESPN because they get the coverage on Thursday and Friday, and then if he can make the cut, CBS is just praying he can somehow be like within distance of the leaderboard on Sunday because say what you will about Tiger. He gets eyes on the TV and he will this weekend. Tony, what do you think about him making it back into the masters? I think it's awesome. Uh, You know, um, he's a sports legend. Uh, Yeah. It's great that he can play. And personally, you know, everybody has trials and tribulations and he's had several, Mm -hmm. some have been self-inflicted, some have not. And, (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, been times where he's leaned into stupid a little bit. <laughs> yeah, very much so. <laughs> he's leaned uh, into some other things too, but we'll leave that. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I will say, if you watched him the last four or five years, I, I, it's a shame that that happened. Um, but you know, he's playing golf with his kids. He's you know, and apparently his kids going to be really good. And but um, but yeah, it, it's a great story. You love to see it. And one more time, it's like when Jack Nicklaus won in. This was back in 86, and Nicholas won, and nobody thought he would. And then he was in contention, I think, several years in the in the 
early 90s and then fe- fell off. But it was just crazy to watch that and say, wow, this guy, you know, how could somebody Well, I mean, do when that? Tiger won his fifth green jacket, whatever that was, two or three <laughs> years ago, that seemed cr- like no one thought he was going to win another one. And Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard to – Tiger kind of reminds me, and I'm glad we got a mention of this guy's name because LJ, I think, wants – I think it's a rule he has to m- mention in every uh, podcast. But no. he kind of reminds me of Tom Brady. You just – you can't oh. quite count him out. Oh. As improbable as it sounds. Is there any Roethlisberger news? Can we just really like take me out? Just pile on, lean into it, Kevin. Roethlisberger's coming back to be a backup. And I don't see. It's possible Tiger gets in and he's just not not ready, and he wasn't, and he probably shouldn't have. But I don't see Tiger Woods going in something if he doesn't. I, I. of course, he's going to say, "I think I can win," but I think he truly does. He's not going to go, so, go get into the Masters if he thinks he might embarrass himself. Yeah, oh, the, but the, maybe that's the naiveness of him and and guys like yeah, him. Yeah, it is. And here's his problem: he will probably be in contention for the and make the cut, but Saturday not playing uh, in, in four day tournaments for a year and a half after or a year, you know, and two months after that kind of. Physical, uh, physical trauma. That's what's going to be tough for him. He's been able to play. He can play eighteen holes with anybody, but uh, I, I, seventy-two playing you know, seventy-two. Seventy-two, and he tough. even mentioned that he talked about seventy-two holes yeah. and a lot of holes, but he thinks he's ready for it. Yeah, but. I, I can tell you, I play much better on Thursday at Little River than I do on Sunday. So I, I can just imagine <laughs> that. Um, fatigue makes cowards of us fatigue, all, Uncle Tony. It does. It does. You can have all the liquid courage you want. Come Sunday afternoon and you're trying to find that ball. It's like, well, screw it. I, I got three more in the bag. Let it go, boys. Let it go. <laughs> and uh, you move on. But I, it's going to be great to watch him and, 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 and make the cut or not. Just the fact that he's there and can compete is, is a major cool. picture for him. Mm-hmm. Cool story. Um, I don't think we had any other sporting news for once. The NFL was a little quiet for a week. There was a weird trade where they we just swapped first-round picks between yeah. Eagles and Saints. But – we talked about that pre-pod. I don't know. We yeah. still haven't quite deciphered what what that means. Sean, Sean, it means Sean Payton to the Cowboys in twenty twenty three. It's exactly yeah, what, what the, that means. I mean, if Tony was recording this, I'm going to throw it at the end because the audience needs to know that Tony called this if it does come true. <laughs> yeah, you damn right. Blockbuster um, best wide receiver trade of the whole off season. Devontae Parker to the New England Patriots. Oh, so you're just drinking the Bill Belichick Kool-Aid. Has, hasn't he done this before? Get up or get a receiver who's like, oh, that guy's always been talented. And then, yeah, Randy Moss. Oh, yeah. Randy well, that, that one worked yeah. out well. That, that worked out, didn't it? Well. He's been waiting. It's been 20 years. It's, he, he's due. He's due. I don't know if Devontae Parker is quite Randy Moss. Yeah. But. I mean, Uncle Tony just said acquiring we'll Devontae Parker was better than acquiring Tyreek Hill or Devontae. Now, he wasn't even the best oh, Devontae moved on. People that like the Chiefs already moved on from Tyreek Hill. They don't think he's that good anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you need Tyreek when you got Juju Smith-Schuster? He's a system receiver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who happens to be a cheetah, a real-life cheetah. Um, um, yeah, so before we get into what Uncle Tony's drinking, I, we used to do this every now and then. I do have um, – just a fun fact for you guys. Oh, I want to hear a fun we've fact. had a lot of good sure. fun facts so far. Let's go. Yeah, I like fun facts. Yeah, Let's just too. pile another one in. And I like that we just kind of randomly threw them in. They're not like all together. Yeah. There's just a fun Peppered fact in. about birds here. You got to listen just, to the yeah, whole show. Just, yeah. 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 Um, did you guys know that you have a dominant nostril? We, we haven't talked yes, about this. Yes, we've talked yes, about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is this really your fun you fact? You obviously <laughs> have not been using your dominant nostril. I had, like you don't even listen to the podcast. If it's seventy-five twenty-five, we feel like it's plausible. But if it's one hundred to zero, there's no fucking. <laughs> and that, do you remember? And he got all on this, Tony, because he's like, "Well, LJ chimes well, in, y'all automatically." No, that reminds me. I, I want to call you out on something, Kevin. You want to know why I don't want to believe you? Why is that? Because you still haven't gotten back to me on the. It's a fact that they put those little holes in the pants so it'll hold up your spoon. I'm still waiting to see that somebody said that they designed it for that purpose. And the, the, the holes in the, in the in your bowl in your pan in your in like your cooking pan. pan? I thought you said pan. Oh, pan. Sounds very confusing. Yeah. Your pan, yes, okay, yeah. yes, yeah. I, that's one hundred percent what that's. I've for. been waiting for about a month now on confirmation that that's true. That it's not just something okay, you well, can do, I'll, but something somebody designed it to do. Okay, well, I'll do my homework and I'll, I will come back with some receipts and some facts. All right, for you that's what I want. Next week, I've been waiting already. You said you would. 
Kevin, do you have a do you have another fun fact we can review? about nostrils? Do you have another nostril? <laughs> Anything to bring up that we can knock you down? For? How about something about the ear canal? Anything about the yeah. ear canal? How about we just ask Uncle Tony what he's drinking? <laughs> Uncle Tony, what's, what's in your cup? All right, Tony's drinking something. All right, so I, I am uh, Uncle Tony's drinking a special drink tonight that I made just for this podcast, and I want to shout out to our good buddy and listener of the podcast. Roger Dumore, aka Snowflake, uh, for this wonderful March to the Championship uh, Bud Light tumbler that he he gave us. It's a perfect drink for March Madness. But in the drink tonight, I, I made this drink especially for all the JPP uh, bracket contestants. Um, it's a half ounce of vodka, half ounce of gin. Half ounce tequila, half ounce rum, half ounce of blue curacao, an ounce of sweet and sour, and uh, and uh, topped off with Seven Up, little uh, little lemon twist, and a cherry, and it's called. Adios, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that's a sloppy drink right there. <laughs> and that's to all the contestants. Adios, motherfucker. Love it. Love it. Congratulations Bone to hammer number two. Oh, way to get us that explicit tag for sure. <laughs> well, it does say that the reason you go, uh, if you're man enough to go order, order the drink, you're man enough to drink it. So uh, walk up to your most favorite bartender and say, hey. Adios, motherfucker. At the bar, and I go to see, what, not, see what happens. They'd say, we, we don't have it on tap. We don't make it. I'm sorry. Oh, we don't <laughs> have it on tap. We don't drink it. And, 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 and here's, a, here's a swollen nose just for your trouble. <laughs> Pops, do you, do you, did you have any, any bougie problems? Is there one quick down and dirty bougie problem? All right. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's go. I mean, we live in the best nation in the world, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know, Amsterdam, baby, you know, I don't know, Canada's pretty cool, but we're we're right up there. Let's just say the United we're States is... We're on the list of the top 200 or so countries, we're yeah. We're, we're <laughs> on, I think we're on the short list, but there's this thing you got to do every April, which is get all your tax yes. together, well, yeah. and yeah. and you know what? I get it. You got to pay taxes. I think I'm glad we got firemen and policemen. It's just, but getting all this bullshit together is a pain. And it's a bougie problem, <laughs> well, and I'm dealing with it right now. Hell, you speaking. know who knows exactly how much I got to pay on my taxes? Mm. The damn IRS, and I know they know that because they'll arrest me if I do it wrong. So they could just <laughs> yeah. tell me. <laughs> so yeah, tell just me tell me, me what it is. <laughs> yeah, what's the point if they already know? You know, genuinely in other countries, they'll just send you a bill. Like they'll just tell you what you owe, and then you just pay it. Oh. There's not like a like I think Australia is one of these countries where. You don't, you don't file your taxes. You just, you get a tax bill and you pay it. End of story. So Liff, would you be in favor of a flat tax, a flat tax to say, don't, you don't get, you know, deductions. You don't get exemptions. You don't, you just get a flat tax rate. That way, you know, I know what I'm going to pay. It's intriguing. I think that's an intriguing idea because we've got a whole industry out there that makes a lot of money figuring out all these loopholes and, and I mean, I'm going to pay an accountant to to, to do to now, do my taxes for yeah, me because they're I, I, complicated. I know some that I want older. them to have a, a job for yeah. sure. So yeah, and oh, me too. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I I digress. So yeah, <laughs> accountants are wonderful people. And yeah, some of the accountants I deal with have like third and fourth houses and stuff like that. They got some nice stuff. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, Pops, if you've seen. Well, actually, I do know you've seen because uh, we're in a group message together. But uh, what could go wrong with the Arkansas Razorbacks being like in everybody's number one in the way too early preseason no. polls for basketball? Mm. That, there's nothing bad that could happen there, right? Oh, my God. I'm just, there's, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, you know, cautious optimism is what I have. I mean, I'm... I'd rather be the underdog, you know. Yeah, I think Eric Musselman would too. I think uh, Razorback fans are known for being even keeled, not overreacting about things. So it should be fine. It shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Now I'll hang up and listen. I'll hang up and listen. (laughs) You know, Chuck, I heard that CBS is 
unreliable because they have Arkansas six <laughs> in a preseason poll. Everybody else has a number. I don't know what CBS is drinking, but they can't oh be God. right. We'll probably take over the Paul Feinbaum show. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> I'll hang up and listen. Oh um, as we as we as we leave this podcast, as we wrap this one up, did you guys know that? Um, what do y'all? What's your thoughts on giraffes, pops? You, you like giraffes? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I have to say, I, I yeah, I'm a fan of giraffes. Sure, they're kind of charming, charming animals. What do you right? know about their nostrils? <laughs> I bet giraffes hum to each other at night to make sure the herd stays together. Uh, Did you know that they do what? They just kind of they hum. They kind of. I thought you said they hump each other at night. I thought. <laughs> Although scientists had previously believed that the animals were either completely silent or made noises that humans were unable to hear, they recently learned that giraffes can hum and humans can hear too. They do it at night to try to make sure the herd knows where they need to stay. So there's just kind of a, one of the giraffes and they're just kind of singing a little lullaby. I'll tell you what, when they get into a tussle, it's fun to watch. I'll tell you that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if a you giraffe tell me that giraffes were like aliens that landed here and lost access to all of their technology and have to rebuild from scratch, I'd probably believe you. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a firm believer that all animals have a silent language that humans can't hear. And so, when, you know, they're talking to each other. Well, we're like, can you believe this asshole? <laughs> it has. <laughs> there's times where you'll see dogs like and they'll, they'll, they won't be like, obviously, sometimes dogs are barking at each other. But there's times where dogs are just existing in the same room. And it feels like there's some sort of communication mm-hmm. happening there. Mm-hmm. But there's no noises being made. Oh, yeah, I'll talk to Buddy all the time. Buddy will go. He'll turn his head like that and put yeah. his ears up. Well, I wish the people could have <laughs> seen you turn. That was yeah. pretty cute. I think the yeah, that, oh, that was cute. It's cute when Buddy does it. Oh, they're just tolerating the animal. They're just tolerating us. That's all they're doing. They're tolerating us. Thinking yeah, these these idiots are going to screw this up, and we'll be back in charge pretty <laughs> soon. So hey, let's yeah, just when the dog it. picks up my poop, that's when I'll know I'm in charge. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, I think that, that is note. a good spot to end it right there. We will wrap things up. Make sure if you're not already, follow us wherever you get your or subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Hit that like and subscribe button. Leave a rate and review. Maybe if you didn't like our Pit Snoggle Award winner and you had a write in you want to, I mean, it's already written in stone, but maybe it could get in the honorable mention or something. We love to hear from you. And uh, make sure you're following us on social medias, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, that, I think, will do it, guys. Peace out. Peace. Peace. The day is here already. Nice. <laughs> Next time I go to the, the zoo, I'm going to take my, I'm going to go at dusk and I'm going to take my phone with me and put it on record. I'm going to walk by the giraffes. Please do. I could use those sound effects Area. for shows and stuff. We'll put it in the okay. podcast for sure. That'll be the new theme. It's just humming giraffes. I'm in giraffe. LJ, I did read somewhere, but I need to I need to verify the facts. I, yeah, I hate to spout. Yeah, you don't want to put it on the air. It's 100 yeah. true. But I did read that vegetables do not exist. Like Botana said, there's no, there's no, that's not a real thing. Well, there's no such thing as a fish, so that's probably a similar situation. Okay, come on. <laughs> what? There's uh, no such thing as a fish. So, so the thing about so what fell out of the sky? <laughs> 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 the thing about fish is that. Uh, but there's not like a, a malfunctioning bird. They're categorically uh, more related to different types of land animals than they are to each other. Like the the all the things that you would use to identify um, in, in like a DNA sort of sense, uh, different species. Uh, fish are wildly different, like more different than species than they are with species on land. So like to unify everything is like one category, one genus is fish. Well, I just know that the one, the the person that uh, confirmed that the vegetables don't really exist or at least said it was a guy who works for the Royal Botanic Gardens, and he has the best name. We had a lot of good names in the tournament, but this one is Wolfgang Stuppy. Ooh, Stuppy. That's his name. <laughs> Wolfgang Ooh, Stuppy. That's like a that's a that's real a life name. That's all right. That yeah, is a Stuppy. name. Yeah, I don't know what his basketball game is like, but I bet he can pass out of the high post. And, <laughs> Uh, New Orleans and Philadelphia did a trade for nothing. I, I can't figure out what they did. It was a bunch of picks. So it's like, I, I couldn't, I was trying to figure out why. And now the Saints have 15 and 18, and the Eagles have 16 and 19. And, but the, the Saints gave up the 2023 first round pick to move up one. 
I, I'm not sure. I, I was trying to read the whole thing, and it just didn't. It, it just did not make sense. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like Phil Carter and Bob Johnson sitting around a whiskey bottle, saying, "Okay, let's just make a trade." And it, now, I did read. I did read where the Saints did it because they think that Sean Payton is going to want to coach somewhere else in 2023. Now, this is a conspiracy Kevin thing for you, so, so listen to this. Okay, so the Saints made the trade and gave up their 2023 first-round pick because they think that Sean Payton is going to want to coach next year for a significant team in 2023, and they own the rights to Sean Payton. So just like Gruden got traded for a first-round pick, they think they can trade their coach for a first-round pick in 2023, and that's why they're willing to trade that away to move to get another one in 22. So I would think that Kevin might be thinking – that could be Dallas in 2023 when McCarthy falls on his flat ass again. So, um, um, so clap. Yeah. Okay, Tony's favorite part of the night. On zero, three, two, one, zero. <laughs> you kind of, you kind of put a hiccup in it, Kevin. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Three. Let's, let's three. try again. Let's try again. One zero. <laughs> this is this is what LJ loves, right? My favorite. Well, well, no, no, I'm not ready now. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a great podcast already. I thought last week was good. Damn, we're off to a blind start. I'm ready. Three, two, one, zero. That may have been the best ever. Yeah. The best ever. The, the boat. The well, you know what's interesting time. is I think you put it in the pod last time, uh, LJ, and it's mm-hmm. funny how close they're together. I mean, he gets them together. I mean, they were together. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> it's my job. I, mean, I guess that's what you do every yeah. time, but I just like, <laughs> oh, wow. You can, okay. it's, that's you the reason we're doing it, so I have something. And she have one show that's just two years worth of clap tests. Just three, two, one, zero. Three, two, one, zero. <laughs> this, this week's episode, clap test. It's not that what could you be think. like a recording for the claps. Like, on, I mean, you know, on like.